0: Hello my favorite people, welcome to the Crazy Messy Blessings podcast where I help you recognize the blessings in your crazy mess. I'm your host Trisha and I'm looking forward to brightening up your perspective today. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode. I hope your week has been great so far. I've had a very good week actually. I had a rough weekend, but um, all in all, I've had a really good week so far, and I'm really excited about this topic that I want to share with you. It's about finding joy in your crazy mess, and the reason why I'm going to share this with you is because I've been struggling with this for the longest time. And that is the main purpose of this podcast, which is to share with you how you can find the blessings in your crazy mess. The how. Like we know that there are blessings every single day. We learn about things that other people are struggling with. And that makes us think about the things that we have that we've taken for granted. Just today, uh, one of the women that I follow on Instagram, I just saw her uh, taking part in this 100K run. Or was it 10? I, I don't remember. I think it was 100. But um, she was sharing that it's in support of people who have lost someone. And as Mother's Day is coming up, uh, I've lost my mother at 16. So that was very difficult. But she was taking part in this run because of her sister and her niece. Uh, apparently, her sister was 34 weeks pregnant and passed away. Um, when she went into labor and her niece passed away shortly thereafter as well and it's not often that you hear about that kind of stuff right now where people are like women are dying in childbirth it's not that prevalent but it still happens and it just makes me think wow you know I have six beautiful kids healthy strong I've had six C-sections, that's mind-boggling, and I have done remarkably well considering just minor complications can, you know, be it for you kind of thing. And it's um, it's very easy to fall into this mindset trap where you just think about all of the things that are not going the way that you want them to go. May for me, it's, you know, my house is messy. The kids are fighting. It's loud. Uh, Well, the loudness doesn't really affect me so much anymore. It's just sometimes, but it's mostly the kids fighting in the mess. And then it's selfishness pretty much. And, you know, I don't want to sound like oh, these things are bothering me and then you just do this and everything is great. Because no, it's a constant battle in my mind all the time where I have to say to myself, because I do talk to myself, I think everybody that's sane actually should talk to yourself because that means that you're taking in things from your environment and you're processing it and then you're bringing out what, what um, energy and what desire and outcome you want. You have to think about it. You have to think before you speak. You have to think before you act. So, you know, I think, what am I actually doing to make a difference? What am I doing differently today that's going to make me enjoy today more than I did yesterday? Because our circumstances aren't just going to magically change. You know, sometimes they might not even ever change. The only thing that we can change is ourselves, And... The way that you change yourself is by changing the way you think. So I've been really struggling with this. Last week, I was having a... Re- not last week, l- the weekend, actually. I was having just a really just tough time trying to be positive because I was just felt overwhelmed and misunderstood. And, you know... Yeah, I have a lot that I have to do and I just felt like nobody was understanding. The kids were making mess and it seemed like they were just not caring about finishing their chores or if they made a mess of the things that I, you know, did for them and hubby wasn't helping and expecting me to do other things that I didn't want to do. And it was just a not I don't want to say it was just a self-centered way of thinking because really and truly I was feeling very overworked and overwhelmed and I had a talk with a friend of mine and she just opened my eyes a little bit and I mean she didn't give me the answer I wanted to hear but after reflecting on it she was right you know I have two choices you know after I complained and she said well what are you going to do? Are you going to, like, you know, not do anything differently? Or are you going to just be the one to continue serving and know that, you know, you're blessed? You are, this is your area that you can bless others. You can bless your house and bring about that peace. You know, when you are doing your tasks, you can either choose to do them with love like it says in the Bible, to do everything to the glory of God, or you can just not do it. But you need to pick one. You can't just bicker and complain about it and then not do it. Or you can do it grudgingly. Is that really the type of example that you want to set? Constantly complaining about every single thing? Sometimes I make myself sick, to be honest. The amount of time I complain about all the things that I have to do. I just sent this thing to my sister the other day and I said you know what at least I have like a messy house just means that I have a house that is safe Uh, I've been here for a while you know that's good like I have a safe place to go to that's why it can become messy Uh, I have things that that means that I have possessions. I have things that can be messed up, you know, tossed here and there, not put in their place. Uh, and and healthy people to do that. You know, the children are healthy, jumping up and down all over the couches like horses and hooligans, um, requiring discipline. But the, the fact what I'm saying is not to be, oh, it's okay, whatever. No, it's how are you going to handle it? Okay, so for example, right now, my toddler and baby are taking a bath because Judah's going through potty training and it's great. I'm so happy that he's finally deciding on his own to go ahead and use the potty after months of reading these same books. And now he is just doing it. The problem is when he does it and doesn't say to me and he just takes off his diaper and then he's walking around and I'm otherwise occupied. And then he has an accident, which is always not the type of accident that you can just wipe up. So now he's taking a bath and I always just freak out. And I say, why on earth? Did you not tell me that you had to use the bathroom? Why did you not tell me that you used the bathroom and did not so that I could at least put a diaper back on you? So what is the solution? He's looking up at me with those eyes that are just like, I'm trying, mom, you know, have some compassion for me. I'm too. And I can say, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. You can have a bath in the middle of the day and it's going to be great. You can play with the toys. You can play with your brother. And you guys are both going to have fun and I can go and record my podcast. It's so happy and exciting. And your sister's there. She can watch you and enjoy her tablet, which is something that she's not having right now. So everyone is, you know, rewarded (laughs) for this. And there's a positive, right? He is learning how to use his potty. Now, how am I going to change that response? My mind is always working in two ways. First, I think about, did I respond in the right way? No, I did not respond in a better way. So always think about the next time that the situation happens. Next time, it might not be the exact same but something similar to this happening what are you going to do so something i used to do with the kids is like a role play so for example your sister hit you or your brother grabbed your toy or you know someone called your name whatever and then you shouted back at them and then now it's into a whole escalating fight what could you have done to make it different rewind and then we start back again the same person says the same thing or does the same thing and now what is it that you're going to respond how are you going to do it you know practice some like i was talking about last week about practicing the behaviors that you want to have so you practice that and then you do it again next time and again sometimes used to make them do it three times and now it's easy to do it in certain situations like that or we're practicing, but I find a lot of the time that these things that I'm doing for them, like parenthood has taught me a lot about myself and it's creating in me the desire to be a completely different person, smarter, stronger, just better all round, wiser, you know? So I think, okay, next time that he does this, has an accident, I need to take a deep breath And first think of the biggest positive is that he's not going to be doing this forever. And yes, it's an inconvenience right now. Yes, we're not negating that fact. But the point is that he is trying, he's giving effort, and that is so important. What he needs is encouragement. And there has to be some kind of, uh, you know, consequence to spur him in the way to stop doing that type of thing. So for me... It involves you actually going and helping clean up. You know, like if you've made a spill, you've broken something, you have to go and help clean it up. And that makes it much more likely that you're going to think about it next time before it happens. You know, it's going to be in the back of your mind. It might take a couple times before you get it, but it's still going to be in the back of your mind. So for me, thinking about that, being a positive next time it happens or if somebody else has an accident or a spill like you know talking wildly and then your hand knocks the cup over the table after i've told you to move it i always freak out and i bought i bought these posters because you know the kids have told you guys that you know my flaw is yelling because that's what i just resorted to because i used to spank and i mean A little swat here and there is fine by my books, but I just found that I would just get so angry and I would just have to go because I didn't understand. Now I'm reading more about like postpartum rage and seeing that that is an actual thing. So it makes me feel a little bit better um, about myself knowing that I'm not crazy you know that I'm not a monster trying to do something mean to my kids or whatever that the feelings were real and also proud of myself that I just knew that it was time for me to walk away but the problem is that I didn't get to address some of these behaviors so I ended up getting these posters um, and creating a calming spot which I'm going to share in a YouTube video so you want to pop over and check that out that's great Um, it's an idea that I had learned about like a couple years back and we had a little area like that. But now I'm bringing it back because it's necessary for some of my older kids as well to just go and take a moment, cool down and then re like return. So for my toddler, it's like in the video, it was actually funny. I was setting up the video and he started freaking out because he had a candy and I told him that He was uh, to stop. Oh, yes. He kept rolling around the floor and I told him, go sit down, eat it. He didn't do it. I said, go and sit down and eat it. Yes, mommy. He said, yes, mommy. And he kept rolling around the floor. And then I just said, I'm going to take that. Go. Now, this is a third time. Go and sit down. He didn't sit down. So I took it and that caused a big commotion and he's prone to screaming and not so much um throwing himself on the ground but it's just like he screams and he you know makes a big fit and i said that behavior's unnecessary go sit on the calming chair so i just have this little fold out chair that they have um you know made a mess of but whatever i have taped to it it says timeout spot doesn't have to be anything fancy and there he sits I made a little basket with a bunch of things in it. There's a scarf there that wrapped around him. A bear that has uh, some essential oils on it—lavender, rosemary, bergamot, those things to calm you down—and uh, some little uh, like some crayons in the bear's pocket. And um, there's play-doh that I put essential oils in as well. Uh, there's notepad to draw and color. There's like a Rubik's cube in there. Um what else did I put? I think there's bubbles and just, you know, uh, there's a prayer book in there. There's just some things in there and then we have I bought these posters that go all the, that I've put up on a board. So the board is just there by our chalkboard and it has a whole bunch of different activities and it's good for the kids that can read but even the kids that can't read. My toddler, I just tell him sit at the chair I wrapped the scarf around him after like a couple seconds. He sat there crying. I gave him the scarf. I gave him the bear. And then within a minute or so, he was quiet again. He reached over, played with the Rubik's Cube. Then he went and was playing with the Play-Doh. And then he's all calm. And then he can talk. And he is, you know, going to just think about that. Go back there. And that's going to take some practice to know that there are other ways and on the chart it says take a deep breath you know count to 10 do exercise blah 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 there's a whole bunch of different things and the reason I bought it is not necessarily just for them because like I said there's a whole part of me that makes everything so much easier for me to tell them what to do but not to model the behavior myself and that's huge so it's funny, after I set it up the first day, my daughter came to me because I was yelling at them about doing something. And then she came and she's like, mommy, I can see that you're frustrated because you, um you're yelling and you, um, <laughs> I forget what was the other thing she said. Yeah, she said, oh yeah, because you're yelling and you, you seem angry. Just take a deep breath and calm down. <laughs> and then I it's so funny because I went over after and I said you know what thank you because at the time I was just so annoyed and I just looked at her and I was like I knew she was right so I didn't respond something that's like I'm your mother just go do whatever you know I just I just looked at her and then after I said you know what thank you for telling me that because it's not just for me it's for everyone if I want the house to be a house of peace I have to be able to change my behaviors as well. If I want you guys to be more calm, I have to be more calm. And it starts by reflecting, picking the attitude that you want to change and working on it day in and day out, finding the joy in the mess, seeing the positive side of all of the chaos. The good thing about him having that accident right now is that I can stop, take a moment and record. It always seems like, I try to set up a certain time to do it and it just doesn't, you know, it's, it's busy, it's unpredictable a lot of the time here and sometimes I think I'm going to have a quick, easy night and then something happens or I'm just exhausted. Like last night, I was just exhausted. I went to bed and I woke up so beautiful this morning, like five o'clock, I was up, I was ready and I the last couple of days, I've been struggling to wake up early. I have still been waking up at around six, but I really wanted to start waking up at five and so my alarm goes off at five thirty because I'm trying to ease into it and then I'm still there like groggily because I said it doesn't matter. Five thirty, whether you're tired or not, you're gonna drag yourself up and you're just going to start doing what you're supposed to do. So I wake up, my eyes are burning still and I'm just like, okay, gotta do this. And I make it through the day, but Yesterday, I was so tired I went to bed and I didn't even get a chance to record this. So I am looking at the positive, and my <laughs> we were all outside in the dirt, so now Kingston is having a bath in the middle of the day, and the good thing is he's playing with his brother, they're having fun, and now they're not going to have to have a bath in the afternoon in the evening time, so I can take that time to finish the other things that I have to do. You know, there's a lot of things on my uh, to do list. So there's the positive in that. Um, and that's there's the only way it says, if you know, and if you get lemons, make lemonade. So I got to make lemonade because lemonade is delicious and refreshing, especially if you can fizz it. So good. But anyway, um, yeah. So thinking about the positive, when you think about the positive, I used to roll my eyes because I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. But it doesn't mean that you're taking away from what you're actually feeling at the moment. It just means that you're choosing to respond in a different way. You can still have all those feelings. You can still be angry. You can still be frustrated, you know, because of the things. You can still feel like things are unfair. But after you've had a moment with those feelings, you sit with those feelings Then you think about the action. What am I going to do about it now? So guys, how are you going to respond? What are you going to do that's different? Are you going to make lemonade? Or are you going to continue puckering your face because life is so sour like lemons? And you're going to be groggy and grumpy. I hope you choose to see the blessings in your crazy mess and make some lemonade. Visit. It's delicious. Thank you guys for listening. I really enjoyed sharing with you. I'll be here every Thursday. You can hear me on Anchor, Pocket Casts, and Spotify. So please like, subscribe, and share my podcast with others. We can all use a fresh perspective. You can also peek into the crazy on YouTube and Instagram at Crazy Messy Blessings. Remember, the glass is always half full if you choose to see the blessings in your gloriously messy life. Ciao for now.